Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 22. Not a long line of people elbowing each other out of the way to hire you. Mr. Whoever the fuck you are, said Shadow, just loud enough to be heard over the din of the engines. There isn't enough money in the world. The grin got bigger. Shadow found himself remembering a PBS show he had seen as a teenager about chimpanzees. The show claimed that when apes and chimps smile, it's only to bare their teeth in a grimace of hate or aggression or terror. When a chimp grins, it's a threat. This grin was one of those. Sure, there's money enough, and there are also bonuses. Work for me, and I'll tell you things. There may be a little risk, of course, but if you survive, you can have whatever your heart desires. You could be the next king of America. Now, said the man, who else is going to pay you that well, hmm? Who are you? asked Shadow. Ah, yes, the age of information. Young lady, could you pour me another glass of Jack Daniels? Easy on the ice. Not, of course, that there's ever been any other kind of age. Information and knowledge. These are currencies that have never gone out of style. I said, who are you? Let's see. Well, seeing that today certainly is my day, why don't you call me Wednesday? Mr. Wednesday. Although, given the weather, it might as well be Thursday, huh? What's your real name? Work for me long enough and well enough, said the man in the pale suit, and I may even tell you that. There, job offer. Think about it. No one expects you to say yes immediately, not knowing whether you're leaping into a piranha tank or a pit of bears. Take your time. He closed his eyes and leaned back in his seat. I don't think so, said Shadow. I don't like you. I don't want to work with you. Like I say, said the man without opening his eyes, don't rush into it. Take your time. The plane landed with a bump, and a few passengers got off. Shadow looked out of the window. It was a little airport in the middle of nowhere, and there were still two airports to go before Eagle Point. Shadow. And that's our page. Ah, so finally, I don't have to call him the stranger anymore or edit out all those times I called him Wednesday before this. Mr. Wednesday. There's a lot to say about the character, and I'm going to try to be brief, but it's tough because he's one of my favorite characters in all of fiction. And we're going to be digging into some deeper aspects of the book right now. So spoiler warning right here if you don't want to know who Wednesday is. Wednesday is Odin. He makes a note of this because he refers to Wednesday as being his day. Comes from uh, Woden's day from Old English. Woden meaning, or Woden being, a ye old spelling of Odin. Uh, it was known in Middle English as Wednesday, D-E-I, which, you know, same thing. Odin, Woden, Wotan. He's got a lot of names, and we'll be making notes of those as we get them. He talked about thought and memory. He has a powerful presence, and he takes his name from one of the days of the week. So, yeah, that's Odin. The um The tie pin from a previous page, the silver tie pin has uh, the world tree that Odin was hung from for... I don't have my note. Several days. A week? More? It was for knowledge. Um, He also makes a joke about the weather uh, and how it would be more appropriate to call it Thursday, which is referencing that Thursday comes from Thor's day. And uh, Tuesday comes from the Norse god Tyr, Friday from Frigga, Odin's wife. Sunday and Monday are the sun and the moon, and Saturday is named after Saturn. 
So there's a little bit of insight into things that I had never given any consideration to before I read this book. Hmm, maybe it explains why all the Wednesdays at a previous job were terrible. I just read parts of Sandman when I read this, so I had kind of already kind of figured out who Odin was, or who Wednesday was, rather. It wasn't a big surprise to me by the time the big reveal comes, which is still a bit away. It's also important to note that when Wednesday offers Shadow a job, let's see, where is it? Ah, oh, there we go. Nope, lost it again. Got it. Lost it. God damn it. So the first thing to note when uh, Wednesday offers Shadow the job again, he says that you could be the next King of America. That's a great offer. The last previous King of America was George before the American Revolution. There's also an Emperor of the United States, Emperor Norton I, uh, also known as Joshua Abraham Norton, who ruled from San Francisco in the mid to late 19th century. Really interesting figure. Lots of good stories out there about him, including uh, Three Septembers in a January from Sandman, but not at all related to the page. King of America is also an Elvis Costello album from 1986. Features a song called American Without Tears, which talks about American immigrants in America. And there's going to be a lot more talk of immigrants in America. If I can find it, I will leave a clip of the song here so you can hear a little bit of it. In the liner notes for King of America, Costello notes that this song was based on a chance meeting with a couple of former GI brides during a tour of Florida. They had volunteered their stories while I was drinking at an adjacent table. Of course, the names and locations were changed, and I added a little of my own family history, but it stayed pretty true to their tale of exile and escape. It is as close as this record comes to having a theme. Exile and Escape is certainly a theme we can pull from American Gods, the novel as well. Now, it also brings me to another song by Elvis Costello called Shadow and Jimmy. I'll play a little clip of that for you here. Written for the band Was Not Was by Elvis Costello and David Was for the album What Up Dog in 1988. And so Shadow and Jimmy was supposedly the song that inspired Shadow's name in the novel. However, I don't believe there's any other significance between the song and American Gods other than Neil lifted the name Shadow for Shadow. After the American Revolution, it was proposed that George Washington become the new king of America before that was scuttled after he returned to Mount Vernon and was then elected America's first president six years later. I do think it's telling that Wednesday's phrasing is the next king of America, not the first. Technically, George III would have been the king of the colonies, and I know they were the American colonies, 
but it's it's i guess in my mind i'm thinking of america as the country that exists after the american revolution i don't have an answer this is another time where i'm gonna just put something out there and maybe come back to it later if i can figure it out here wednesday's grin is mentioned as lacking warmth uh, more of an animalistic type grin that is a threat instead of joy or happiness i think it might come up a lot i know he grins a lot but i don't know if there's a specific reference to him as an animal shadow confronts wednesday about his real name which is a big thing in the book as i've mentioned before characters have multiple names and multiple ways that people refer to them but none quite like wednesday he gathers names like other people gather whatever it is that people gather Shadow also goes by a few different names. I also like that Wednesday says that he might even tell Shadow, work for me long enough and well enough, and I may even tell you that. Also referring to the job, it said there may be a little risk, but you can have whatever your heart desires. So it's not quite as simple a job as maybe Wednesday had referred to as before. So Wednesday says the job is either leaping into a piranha tank or a pit of bears. And that's not an appealing pitch for a job. I think maybe I'd take a pit of bears because maybe there's a way out of that. But piranhas, man. No, thank you. The Age of Information, Wednesday insists that it has always been thus. Although I think that the age of information in our time refers more to the fact that you have access to information, not people wanting information. But if there's something Wednesday trades in, it's certainly information. Uh, he mentions thought and memory and luck. Where was that? There we go. Page 20. A little thought, a little luck, a little memory is how he understands what people's names are. And thought and memory are his two ravens, uh, Hunan and Moonin. But we'll talk more about his ravens a little bit later. If there's something that I missed or that I got wrong, or if you just want to get in touch, you can email at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. I'd like to thank Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.